Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Lovely to have your company in this edition. Colin Edwin, a long conversation which will be of interest to Porcupine Tree fans. The ORK album is out now and we'll be hearing tracks from that as well as chatting to Cole. We'll hear from Gaspacho, Jonathan Halten and these fellas. K-Scope's new signing, Empire, E-M-P-Y-R-E. The album coming out next year is called Relentless and this is the title track. Watch them torn
Empire, E-M-P-Y-R-E. The album's called Relentless, uh, the new signing to K-Scope, and that will be out at the end of March. That's the title track. My understanding is so the rest of the album's not as heavy rock as that, but the band wanted a real cracker uh, to open with. Mixed by Chris Clancy, the knob twiddler for Machine Head, uh, Those Damn Crows, amongst others. O-R-K, Screamnasium, is out now on K-Scope, the new album from the Porcupine Tree bassist Colin Edwin, award-winning composer and vocalist left King Crimson's Pat Mastelotto and Marta Suitubi's uh, Carmelo Pipitoni on guitar. Before we have a long old chat with our dear friend Colin Edwin, let's hear a track. This is called Don't Call Me A Joke. ORK from the album Screamnasium. Don't call me a joke, or is it don't call me a joke? I should have asked Colin where the inflection was then. Anyway, what I did ask him was, what with all these big choruses and riffs and hooks, you've made a pop record here, haven't you, Colin? I prefer to use the word accessible. Okay. Because I've been accused of being associated with elitist things, or things that are sometimes a bit... um, 
intellectual because there's, yeah, nothing, intellectual, there's nothing wrong yeah. with an intellectual elite I don't think I think artists should be <laughs> in, you know in, in, in Ireland in Paris a musician would sit with the with the priest and the doctor it's only in England that we're treated like scum well yeah but I think yeah you know if you have an association if you've done anything sort of jazzy or a little bit intellectual mm. or, you know you know, there's this idea that you know oh, well, you, you know, you're a bit elitist and blah, blah, blah. but I, I don't feel like I, I, no. I, I like the Sleaford mods as much as yeah. I like it's an English you know, attitude other things. It's, it's an English yeah. attitude Comments. So I like the, that something's accessible, yeah. you know, um, it, it, hopefully it's got a bit of depth to it as well, yeah. you know, it's not just popping the sort of, you know, the dumbest, crassest, yeah. lowest common but, denominator but, 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 but even that's great, you know, even that too. I think it's just come out the way it's come out, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't really want to do sort of long form stuff and we had this idea to keep things short and succinct mm. and, you know, no fluff and, mm. and uh, I think the record's come out. I hate to use the term all killer no filler <laughs> agreed <laughs> but that is sort of how I feel about it I don't feel there's a weak track on it yeah and I feel really good about it we, we took our time with it and of course mm. we were, we had to take our time with it because of everything that's going on but I, it's been a great feeling to, to make the record because I feel that my bandmates are firing on all four yeah you know so everyone's sort of at the top of their creative yeah, creative peak mm. if you like but not just us the, the people around us in terms of like the artwork yeah and, and the design we've had and the input we've had from the video designer um, fantastic ideas knocking around you know and, and that's always a good sign group of rules a small canvas sometimes you have to be more creative no it's definitely the the, the way things just fall about naturally okay. though There's, there, there was not a lot of discussion in terms of the music really there's a lot of discussion in terms of things like the mix okay. and, and things like that but it's, when it goes to the music we tend to be more or less immediate so the last time we saw each other was before anybody had heard of COVID nineteen. How's COVID nineteen been for you, a musician? Well, it's no it's no surprise to say it's been a complete nightmare. Really, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you can't plan anything. Uh, we couldn't do anything for a long time. You know, it, it derailed all of our plans. Mm. So we had some really serious uh, tours lined up. Yeah, and some great. Support. We were lined up to support System of a Down. Oh Christ! Yeah. So that would have been a big, you know, a big leap for us in terms mm. of audience and yeah. stuff. But uh, all that kind of got got shelved. And then, of course, we started the record. We started recording. Mm. We stopped for a while. You know, you weren't happy. We weren't happy to do things virtually. Well, we did eventually, together. but oh. I think we just didn't really know. It's like a sort of sudden. It was all very sudden. So it's like suddenly mm. the, 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 the floor falls out of your plans. You know? mm. I mean, it wasn't just us, it was everybody as well. Of course, of course, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I found it really, really difficult, uh, mm. you know, and uninspiring. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> I think, you know, to be honest, having the time at home, you sort of think, oh, well, I'll, I'll you know, I can record all day long and mm. I can do this. And then it's, you, you don't really do it because you don't feel, you, in a sense, the, the hardest thing for me was, having nothing to look forward to oh, shit, yeah. you know yeah. like no gig no sort of trip away nothing mm. you, know, you can't do any, you know even sort of you know one of my biggest inspirations is to travel mm. and go somewhere and you mm. couldn't really do that you know you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't even you couldn't go outside your zone mm. could you the supermarket yeah <laughs> but eventually we we did you know did the virtual recording thing which I'm used to you know we're of course, used yeah, to yeah. Well, used there's, to there's people literally all over the world in this group well exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so that's nothing new and mm. actually there's one song I know we don't really want to talk about COVID-19 we don't want to talk mm. about it because we want to move yeah. on from it yeah. but there's one moment on the record that, that really uh, there's a song called Hope for the Ordinary yeah 
which for me was all about that um you know i'd always felt ordinary was overrated yeah (laughs) now i I think it's not overrated at all there's that great line in there i I want to stay alive (laughs) yeah Yeah. well you know uh, back to basics it was all that really it it all came from that and also the the you know when you hear the sound of the ordinary that that line it was because there was complete silence yeah and then I, I went out one day and uh, I heard traffic for the first time, mm. which I hadn't heard for months. For what, yeah. And then I think I drove, I drove my daughter somewhere and there was people playing football in the park. Yeah. And it was nothing, but I suddenly thought, wow, this is like, you know, yeah. this, is, this wasn't happening. You know, yeah. It was quite sort of moving, you know, in a way. Yeah, totally, yeah. So, totally. I mean, my kids actually got told off for playing football uh. <laughs> from the same household. They were in the park, just a couple of them wow. having a kickabout. Police came along. Wow, obviously Stuff the, like the that, same yeah. police that were going in and out of number 10. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <clears throat> Whether well, some of it was positive, I totally agree with you in that there was, a lot of, there was a lot of lockdown albums. There was a lot of people who were inspired by lockdown and sort of retreated back into themselves. And Tell us, for those that don't know, because we're, we're, ORK is, is, I think, moving forward into, into a bigger stratosphere, but for those that don't know, tell us about the other fellas. In okay, so um, yeah, sure. So, so yeah. Carmelo's uh, somebody with a bit of history from Italy. Uh, fantastically, I, I think he's an innovator in his own yeah. way. You know, he's a one-off. He's definitely a one-off personality. Uh, if you meet him, you won't forget him. He's kind of like uh, I was kind of comparing him, and these are big names like John McGeeck mm. or yeah. Johnny Marr. He's wow. got this anti-hero guitar mm. thing because he's a, in Italy. He's he's much better known. Yeah, he's. Um, played in a band called Marta Suetubi who were kind of mm. one of the bigger independent uh, bands you know with a bit of credibility um, a lot of credibility because they were independent they were they were big mm. you know um, people know him for having this kind of unusual style so he's kind of a guitar hero but he's not like a slash yeah you know he's got his own thing yeah. going on and he does this blend of of uh, sometimes really beautiful folky yeah. um, acoustic things but you know he's a rocker as well, definitely. Mm. You know, so he's guitars. Then on drums we have Pat Mastolotto. Mm. Um, now Pat is probably at the moment best known for King Crimson, mm. um, but he, uh, well, he's got a massive, massive history in as a drummer. Um, so he played with David Sylvia, and he played wow. with, and probably loads of things you wouldn't even associate with him. He's on the Friends theme, for example. He did the Rembrandt, <laughs> yeah. I should have known. That's a great stat, though. A I mean, one quiz question. <laughs> one one story about Pat that, that that illustrates in quite well. We were coming into the UK <laughs> to do a gig, so there's I'm the only Brit in the van. There's everyone mm. else's, uh, you know, Italian passport. We had a guy from Slovakia or something, and then there's Pat with his American passport. And the border guards, you know, the UK border guards are going. So you know, why have you got so many stamps in your passport, Mister Mastolotto? Mm. He says, "Well, I'm a drummer." And the guy says, well, who do you play with then? And he reeled off this massive long list of names. And a bit half of it, I didn't, I didn't associate with him. You know, Pointer Sisters was one of them. You know. So Pat, yeah, I mean, he's, he's hugely experienced. He's, yeah. a, he's an elder statesman of the drums. Yeah. But in saying he's an elder statesman, elder statesman, I don't mean to imply he's old school in any mm. way. He's very, very forward thinking. Um, he's a, a real sonic innovator. He does remixing. He does... Hmm. He's unique I, I can't quite put my finger on what he does and I don't really want to because it's part of the mm. magic is that yeah, no, you know he will he will come up with things inventive things that we hadn't considered we hadn't thought of mm. and left 
Well, Lef, I've known for quite some time now. Mm. Um, so Lef and I first met um, as part of a band called Obake, mm. which uh, didn't do a lot, but we did a few... Ra- I, I'm on the second and third albums. Right. And that was very heavy, down-tuned, yeah, like riffing stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And at the time, when I first <laughs> met him, Lef was singing in sort of his own language. Mm. So, I mean, Obake is kind of hard to describe, but it's doom metal, but with kind of uh, impressionistic vocal sounds. Yeah. But it was accessible. Because you're not, when you say own language, you're not talking Italian, you're talking, you're talking a sort of Elizabeth Fraser kind of well, making sounds with his mouth. That was what he was doing, but I didn't realise that at the time because no. the music was so heavy that the <laughs> lyrics are sort of just part of it. You know, yeah, yeah. It, but it was, it was, he's coming up with his, you hear the odd phrase and you yeah. know, like with a lot of heavy stuff, you hear the words, you don't really know what they're singing yeah. about, you know. Satan. Well, and then I saw his... <laughs> the food he's, stuff. He's a great one for notes, you see. Yeah. So I saw his um, his notes for the lyrics, and it was just like stuff that made no sense whatsoever. Wow. But he's actually written... He's and he'd like, actually written notes? Well, it was to do with the phrasing. Oh, right, you know. okay. But I thought that was quite interesting. And later mm. on, when we did this, the, the second record I did with them, he wanted to uh, sing in English. Okay. So we started writing lyrics together, and he was singing in English. But prior to all this, I knew him through a friend of mine, uh, Araldo Bernocchi, who's a sort of guitarist, sound designer character who I've made a few records with as well. And Lef has a, a really deep kind of classical background. All right. Okay. So he comes from a, you know, he's got a fantastically um, expanded sense of orchestration because okay. he's studied all that. You know, mm. and he's done soundtracks and stuff as well. Okay. So he, he wasn't just a shouter. Yeah. You know, and he's a he's a classically trained singer. So he's he. I don't know if he'll appreciate me saying this, but mm. he's sung Puccini. <laughs> and, I've, and I've heard, you know I've heard him. Mrs. Butterfly. It. So yeah, yeah, wow. he's he's very very capable. And you know when I sort of say to people, well, we've got this operatically trained singer mm. in the band, they sort of think of some really tasteless yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> showing off. Which it shows, well, it, it yeah. sort of it sort of comes out. The impression you might get with that description is something very tasteless and, yeah. and sort of cheesy and yeah, pompous, yeah, 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 but it's not like that at all. Yeah. I want to talk about the, the Someone Waits as well. Cello? Cello, that's uh, Joe Quayle. All oh, right. Okay. And Lef had sketched out this sort of being classically minded, had sketched mm-hmm. out this kind of arrangement with cello and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, why don't we ask Joe Quayle? Because there's a connection between me and Araldo Bernocchi and Joe Quayle. She made okay. a record with... Um, the guy from Einstein's Ende Neubauten oh, a few years ago. Oh, new buildings. That's right. Mm-hmm. So she wow. made a record with him, wow. uh, FM Einheit and, and Araldo. And so we know Araldo, so we, we mm-hmm. you put us in touch with Joe Quayle. So um, anyway, she just did a... a yeah, because it's a difficult thing to do sonically, isn't it? Because it can be just really boring, can't it? Just sort of someone scraping away in a kind of like lower register. But on that one, there it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, soaring. I yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. You know the night's a star of a frog. And where you saw the fall. Stuck in 
USA, so that's something right. you know would be great to do. Um, obviously, Italy's a strong place for us. Yeah, um, you know that's been really good because, of, and initially I think it was because of Carmelo. To be mm. honest, you know, um, people were curious. Um, but yeah, Europe's been. You know, there's some good spots in Europe where we play. So. Well, they're still they're still very keen on rock music in Europe, and also I think there's a certain influence of that. Um, you know, sort of away from the kind of like blues tradition and that's what I love about all the kind of 212 tentacles of heavy rock <laughs> is that it's always moving forward you know like like hip hop is and yeah. um, there is a, a kind of like non-American non-blues influence to it and I think that comes yeah. through in your music. I think what interests me and what I've only just realised is that we've got a really really good mix by a chap called Machine who uh, I didn't <laughs> really know um, but he um, came to us through Pat um, because he'd mixed King Crimson record a few, right. quite a while ago actually, and s- subsequently he's done um, Clutch, who are massive in America. Mm. I think he'd even done um, somebody like Fallout Boy or some big commercial thing, right, okay. and he'd done Lamb of God, which I knew of course, and the, their records sound mm. great. So, um, but he's given us a very American yeah. sound in a sense. You know, it, it sounds very clean and very American and very yeah. big, which is great. I love yeah. that sound. We're also, I think, a European band. It's a mm. European-sounding band. I think so. Yeah. Despite having an American drummer, it yeah. doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound, you know, English. It doesn't sound American. Yeah. It doesn't sound bluesy. Yeah. It doesn't sound. Um, no, you can, but you can. But by the same token, you hear all those influences. You know, especially with the lyrics. You know, the lyrics are a lot of the lyrics are very traditional. English, because let's face it, the English. I mean, I know you're Australian, <laughs> but the English essentially invented pop music. You know, the Americans invented blues and jazz, and that was you know funneled through art school, and it was the British that invented pop music. And I think that that's in it. Yeah, um, I feel wrong. Okay, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I so. suppose it would be there. Would, there's sentiments in there that probably wouldn't be expressed by Americans. Yeah. Um, or uh, or Europeans totally, totally perhaps yeah, yeah, totally, yeah possibly. Yeah. I hadn't really thought of it like that. Yeah, totally. I, I've got this theory that in, a lot of English. Uh, 
art, art culture, mm. music, music and comedy and things like that are all based around anxiety. Yeah, no, and, and entrapment, I think yeah. you're totally right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and and willies and bums. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> we never grow up. Really. <laughs> well, I guess that's come out, not the willies and bums, but the, yeah, no, um, I think the, the anxiety and the sort of... Definitely. Uh, the sort of... That's probably in there, whether we want it there or not. It's it's totally, yes, it's totally. That comes from willies and bums. <laughs> Essentially, you were brought up in England. Um, why aren't you involved with Porcupine Tree? Well, I can't really give you a, a definitive answer because it was all presented to me as a sort of done thing. A fait accompli. Pretty much, yeah. So I didn't get involved in any discussion. Mm. Um, I didn't know they were making a record and they made the record and then said to me, we want to use the name. So... Mm. That's the end of that, really. Right, to which you said, hey, no problems, guys. Well, there wasn't really much I could say because mm. um, uh, it, it is what it is, mm. you know. So um, they had decided to do it as a three-piece. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to say, well, what about me? Because obviously there was no... I was informed there was no role for me, pretty much. <laughs> You've got the tube out. <laughs> so, well, you know, what can you say? Um mm. Uh, there's sort of nowhere to go from there mm. it sort of it sort of was like oh we need to discuss this with you but it was clear there was no discussion there mm. was no discussion to be had it was already something they decided on so you know what am I going to do turn up with a with a trombone and try and make it <laughs> I don't know <laughs> trying to bring a bit of Oliver Nelson to it I don't think there's any problems with that so how do you feel about that? Um, well I feel probably that um, it would have been good to have been informed mm. <laughs> you know it would have been good to have had uh, a bit of input, mm. even you know, even a phone call possibly. Mm. But anyway, that's <laughs> not the way they operate. So. <laughs>
Okay, you heard snippets of As I Leave just then. Someone waits before that. And don't call me a joke at the beginning of that section. My thanks, as ever, to Colin Edwin for his time and good vibes. Now, have you been enjoying Jonathan Hulten's Forest Sessions? Songs from his album Chance from Another Place are performed on plain air on youtube the forest sessions now coming out as a cd and dvd this from matt is and the pillars tremble i will bear to say goodbye with open arms and smile as the pillars are Jonathan Hulten and the Pillars Tremble. Gaspacho, March of Ghosts, joins Mr. Atropos, When Earth Let's Go, and Bravo in their Half Speed Masters LP reissue series. We're going to have a deep dive into those in the next K-Scope podcast, and also a long chat with Thomas Anderson from the band, where we find out what exactly a Half Speed Master is, and also his thoughts on AI making music and writing books. Really interesting conversation about the future of art coming up in the next Casego podcast with Thomas. During the meanwhile, then, his little bit of hell freezes over.
lovely sound of gaspacho. That's hell freezes over. Right, some live news for you. Paul Draper is touring Manson's sixth album for its 25th anniversary in March. Uh, Being a Girl is on YouTube now, uh, which was filmed at the Brixton Academy 24 years ago, capturing the band at their peak. Uh, There's a concert film, of course, available exclusively in the Closed for Business Manson box set. John Gom is on tour throughout November and December. Gong and Osric Tentacles, double headliner tour, November and uh, December. And ORK have announced a European tour starting in April. That involves a London date at the Indigo O2. Right, thanks for your company. Thanks for supporting the K-Scope podcast and independent music. Like and share wherever you find your podcasts. Do please tell your chums. Right, I'm going to finish with the return of Clone, the French expansive, emotional, emotive, atmospheric rockers. This is the new single. There's a video on YouTube within reach. Speak to you soon. Ta-da. <laughs> 